0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Quiet,
1: numbskulls, I'm broadcasting.
0: It's the JT and Looney podcast, powered by our friends at Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, college football. Touchdown, USC. Every league. Uh, Major League Baseball, the NFL, you know what the leagues are. NBA, NHL, UFC, CIA, BBC, BB King, and Doris Day. Take it! Take it! Even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, futures. Head to BetOnline as soon as you can. Right after this podcast, head to Online. You can use your phone or your your personal PC. And just for being friends with JT and Looney, you get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. But you have to use our new promo code, Believe, B-L-E-A-V, 50. That's Believe as in the Believe Radio Network. It's B-L-E-A-V, 50. B-L-E-A-V, 50. And get your 50% welcome bonus. That's Bet Online, our proud sponsor. Or maybe they're ashamed. But they are our sponsor. Bet online, where the game starts, and now the podcast starts.
1: Damn it! Are you the more dominant member of this relationship because you, <laughs> because you send me the Zoom invite and you have to let me in? We've never discussed this. Uh, this is my radio therapy because right. I'm a- Guys left in radio who haven't gone to therapy but when it comes down to this are you the individual that has to let me in do you do that on purpose so you can be the dominant uh, person in this relationship we have
0: well no it's not that nefarious i like buttons more than you do and i like gadgets more than you do we both like buttons and gadgets guys like buttons and gadgets you uh, like using them more than knowing how they work I tend to be more in that category too but I know how they work better than you do. I love fast cars so do you, but we don't care how they work. We're both we're both very similar alphas in that way we both love to talk and we think volume means we are correct. <laughs> the louder we talk the more correct we are. That's probably the Irish in us. If I yell louder that means I'm
1: correct. <laughs> Let's begin with the weather event that you're living through, which I've been running from the weather most of my life. I left New York solely for the reason of weather. There's no other reason. There's no other deeper dive. There wasn't anything. People would say, well, you're a wolf of Wall Street. You needed to run from that or you needed to run from. No, I ran from New York as a young man out of college from the weather because I didn't want gray skies around me all the time. I hated rain. Uh, I like the snow, like to ski for a long time. But what you're experiencing in L.A. is one of these, it's fair to say, once a decade or once a 20-year event with the longevity of this?
0: Well, what's interesting is that 100 years ago in L.A., they had a terrible flood. And so the Army Corps of Engineers, they're amazing people. They built built this city so it could withstand a 1,000-year flood. So there is great infrastructure when it comes to having torrential downpours. You know, a once-in-a-thousand-year flood, a once-in-100-year flood, which is kind of like we're getting now, or once-in-100-year rainstorm. But the problem is, just like with fixing your roof when you live on the West Coast, you tar your roof, you have to put up with that smell, then you have to wait for it to rain again to know whether or not it's took. <laughs> and it takes a long time for it to rain again. And so a lot of, uh, just because they built this city for a thousand-year flood, it doesn't rain torrentially like this very often to figure out where the weak spots are. We only find out where the weak spots are too late.
1: Well, I think the rain is so important for LA. Let's just stay with LA because I think the Bay area is getting it worse. I think there are areas in the Bay area from Santa Barbara up to the Bay area that are getting it worse. But the fact that California is on the ocean, which is always a theme because there's not, not hurricanes. Hurricanes are in the Gulf and right. They come through the Caribbean. So you don't have to worry about the hurricane. You gotta worry about the earthquake. But the thing that's always I've always paid attention to from living there as long as I did is the mudslides. Because when it doesn't rain forever, when it when it goes like a year, year and a half without rain, yeah. when it rains like this for this long, these beautiful homes are built with sticks. You're you're in the middle yeah. of Hollywood and you look up and you say, Oh, look at that house. It's literally on stilts. and In the back of my mind, I go, man, how stable is that land? And if it rains this much, this long, you get really concerned about your house, the Looney Mansion. You sent me some video yeah. of the floods coming over the walls and down those steps on the side of your house.
0: Yeah, it was, we we're really lucky where because we, we got a mudslide uh, last night. We were really lucky that it all happened on the uh, western portion of the house where it's all patio and yard. And not on the eastern portion where it could have come through the kitchen. And we were really lucky and dug some st- trenches ahead of time. And uh, we're lucky we were proactive and put up sandbags because, you know, sometimes you have outdoor things that you would never have on the east coast. Like our laundry is outdoors with the washer and dryer. not have to worry about it. And, you know, it's covered on a patio. But that mud could have taken out the brand new washer and dryer as well had we not fortified and uh, it was pretty scary. Also, when all of a sudden you have a, a rambling brook going through your side yard. When, did you see Ellen's <laughs> video on Instagram where she had a creek that never had any water in it? And it was this enormous river all of a sudden. Yeah, we had a little uh, homemade creek going through the side of our yard that was never there before. And the, the noise that that water makes kept us up all night.
1: And what else it also does, let's stay on the topic, because some people, even new radio hosts that moved to LA. They didn't grow up there. Right. They fall in love with USC, and they fall in love and tell you how great the weather is. Right, And then they mysteriously forget to talk about this type oh, of yeah. weather <laughs> event, which it really is a weather event. So I live in Las Vegas. And for whatever reason, it's pretty simple to see. I'm not a meteorologist, but a lot of that weather, when it comes over the desert, we're not talking about 10 miles of desert. We're talking about 100 miles of desert that weather goes to die it can't keep its energy up right. going through it so most of our weather comes off our local mountains and when things come from the north and come from the rockies and it comes through here or rarely when it rains so hard in the bay area in la that it's such a strong weather event that we do get that rain so as i look outside it's pouring in vegas and we only get about three or four days a year Where it rains and most of it's drizzle and we're getting a real big rain event.
0: One thing that I found out that was really cool from my uh, fireman friend, Pablo Gomez, was I didn't know was they don't give out free sand.
1: (laughs) You have free sand bags. And what so do you think, he, they had like a, a giant a <laughs> uh, back back of the firehouse was just a pile of sand for the yeah. locals.
0: I was just picturing free sandbags, and so uh, and putting lots of, and getting a good workout, putting them in the car. And I got the bags with no sand in them. They did tell me if I went down to you know, number forty-seven that there's, they have sand. So I drove down to number forty-seven where they did have sand and bags, but you had to bring your own shovel. <laughs> <laughs> so now. I have to. I came home to uh, get my shovel, and now I'm doing a podcast with you.
1: Well, as you're one of the famous newsmen in town on KBC, have you noticed also that the traffic is – I, I got to imagine it's a oh fucking nightmare. It is. The 405, the 101, the 5, with the rain because people aren't used to it, and it's already right. crowded, and it's post-COVID. And I live off the
0: Pasadena Freeway, the 110, which uh, Sammy Hagar and even David Lee Roth back in the day because – you know, because, uh, the, because Van Halen is from Pasadena, and people don't realize they need to slow down. People don't realize it's an older freeway, and there's surprise corners, and cars have been flipping over. Uh, when we got our first rainstorm, I was on the air at ABC, and I had double duty doing traffic and news, and it was unbelievable the amount of cars flipping over. People... I think drivers in L.A. are pretty amazing because we do drive 65 to work on each other's bumper like it's Daytona and have so few accidents. But the problem is people keep driving like that when it rains. And you and I grew up when there was where there was snow, and I learned how to drive in the ice and snow and turn with the skid.
1: <laughs>
0: Which cost you six ninety nine. You got to go in the stadium and buy a beer for seventeen ninety nine for a beer, and buy your Carl's Jr. or whatever inside the stadium. And that's the scam that goes on at these stadiums. So what's funny about what happened at SoFi is no rain backup plan. When they built that stadium, they weren't thinking about rain. Nobody in L.A. ever thinks about rain, which is why uh, it's so dramatic when it does. We, people have outdoor weddings year-round. They never think, oh, what's the backup plan in case it rains? Where we grow up, if you're going to have an outdoor wedding, you got a backup plan in case it rains. In L.A., no one ever thinks of that. And well, they didn't cost, have a backup plan when they built the stadium.
1: Yeah, and it cost Stan Kroenke another billion with the B dollars because it did rain as they were building SoFi, and they built it underground. So I've been there now to see it. It's a modern marvel of yep. construction. It really is in Inglewood. And the fact that of Georgia is so much better than the team that beat Michigan. They beat Michigan, TCU, to get to the championship round. And Georgia was taking the players on TCU and throwing them around like ragdolls to the point where those good players at TCU that deserved to be in the Final Four and made it to the championship game couldn't compete against the team from the SEC. And I was marveled by that because I yeah. thought that Georgia would win and cover the 13-and-a-half. It got to the point, Tom, in the game where I felt sympathetic with a losing team during the game, and that's not supposed to happen in sports. You're supposed to be feel sympathetic if something like DeMar Hamlin happens and a guy gets significantly hurt. Right. If someone breaks a leg or something happens. A guy drops a ball thrown right to him. Oh, my God, I can't imagine it. There was a level of concern and empathy for TCU last night in the third quarter of the game. They had no answers, and that's not good for college football. They're going to go and in the future expand to a 12-team playoff So they don't have this again, but it could happen again with a blowout. And I just thought that was maybe the most lopsided championship game I've seen in my entire life as a broadcaster and a fan.
0: And there's something that's got to be done about that. Is it really expansion? Is expanding the college football playoffs? Is that really going to fix the situation? And here's another thing, too. Would would have, you know, if if soup were nuts and however that goes, but – if it was USC, if it was Michigan, would it have been a better game? And we already know the answer is yes. But you, you got to go. TCU got themselves there. They deserve the respect. But theres is the system all that flawed where it would be any different if there were six teams or eight teams? I know we're going to find out. We've got more teams in the playoffs in the future than you wanted. Didn't you want six?
1: Yeah, Isn't I've always yours? wanted six. My theory, yeah. I think, is the best, thankfully, because it comes from me. Uh, my theory was always you have six teams, the one and two seed get a bye week, very similar to Kansas City and Philadelphia in the NFL this mm-hmm. year. So the top two seeds get the bye week, three plays six, four plays five, and then you reshuffle, and then you go from there. But when they go out to 12, my point was, Georgia, this is the best example in sports of the haves and have nots or so the rich getting richer. Because in the NFL, the worst team a year ago was Jacksonville. They got the number one pick in the draft. With the number one pick and drafting well, they made the playoffs this year. In hockey, if you're the worst team in hockey, you get the number one pick, you could get Connor McDavid. You can get the best player in Jack Eichel. You can get the best player in hockey. But what happens here when we take a look at this sport is Georgia just keeps getting stronger. Yeah. Georgia just keeps getting better. And now there's no one governing this, so they have name, image, and likeness. And players now can transfer in the transfer portal and do a bunch of different things. So the haves and have-nots—it's never been worse in college football. And Georgia might even be better next year, Tom.
0: Yeah, Georgia might be better, but it's also kids and they lose games and they break their girlfriend breaks up with them the night before a big game and they play terrible and they lose to Wichita State or Appalachian State and things. That's what's—that's uh, the great wild card in college football that we love. And the transfer portal, portal is going to change a lot of things. But I'm really excited about that. I'm glad players. I always thought, remember, my theory was that the only people with hit TV shows that aren't getting paid enormous amounts of money for having a hit TV show. And that at the very least, if you just gave them the after sag minimum, because most people work on television, on network television are in the union, that that would have been a way to pay everybody the same. They didn't go with my plan. They got a better one. <laughs> they, can, they can sponsor Elm Chevrolet. So uh, it's gonna, that's going to change the landscape of college football in, in one way that we're not going to like, JT. And that is there's going to be a Heisman Trophy winner who's going to have a couple of amazing years and make a few million dollars and decide he doesn't want to play pro football because he's got enough money in the bank and he doesn't want to have a heart attack on the field like he might have seen last week on Monday Night Football.
1: Well, the other big thing about this game is that they expanded out to 12. What it could do and it should do is it'll give you more SEC teams, the best college footballs in the SEC by far. Now, the Big Ten's right behind them with Michigan and Ohio State. They both lost in the semifinal. And Ohio State had Georgia beat with under five minutes to go and should have won that game. All they needed was another first down. And all they needed was to make a field goal at the end, and they win. And we wouldn't be having this conversation. TCU would have never played Georgia. But my point is, as we expand this out to 12, instead of seeing two SEC championship games like Alabama and Georgia, we're going to add two more. Remember, Oklahoma and Texas. Powers are going to the SEC. Mm -hmm. So then you're going to have four teams, and we could watch a college football final four four years from now where you could have three of the four teams in the SEC because they got into the playoffs – And those are the three or four teams. That's that's fair. Yeah, and I think that's the way to do it. But if you were watching last night and you're Utah State, you're Oklahoma State, you're Rutgers, uh, you're sitting back and you're watching this, you're UCF, no chance. Goodbye. The party's over. Because what Kirby Smart's done with Georgia with a 25-year-old quarterback, have you seen the memes? (laughs) Denson Bennett is 25. He's older than Lamar Jackson, (laughs) Justin Fields, Justin Herbert. The list goes on and on. So, Tom, if you can keep your quarterback until he's 25 years old, maybe, <laughs> good luck maybe with that. that's the secret sauce in winning a championship.
0: Yeah, good luck with that. But, you know, no matter what in sports, look what happened in baseball this year. The two superstar teams, the two teams with all the transfer portal guys, the New York Yankees and the Los Angeles Dodgers choked and, uh, and ruined the World Series. And this, this is what happened this year with USC and Michigan. A lot of teams choked, as they do in college football, especially because they're young. And we got a less than desirable national championship game. But that's why we love sports, because it's the best reality TV there is. It's, uh, it's not keeping up with the Kardashians, which is fake reality TV. This is real reality TV. College football was around long before there was cameras. They just We just started pointing cameras at a great sport. And we don't know what the outcome is going to be. And sometimes it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, just like a soap opera, just like reality TV. And that's why we love it.
1: All right, boys and girls, it's back. You've been waiting for it. It's the JT and Looney NFL playoff picks. We're going to go pick against the spread. <laughs> okay. One of our big, big deals that we did for so many years here. And it's back again, uh, brought to you by Ben Online. Did I get that right? Tommy? Yes,
0: Ben Online.
1: Thank where you. the game starts. Love it. So here we go. And first off, the one thing that crushes me about this whole thing as we begin is that Aaron Rodgers didn't make it. Detroit had nothing to play for. The Seattle won earlier, so Detroit was eliminated on Sunday night football before they went into the game in Lambeau. Dan Campbell, who loves to give a good speech, oh, it worked. It? <laughs> Jared Goff, it worked. It worked, and they beat Aaron Rodgers, who once again, Tom, lost a big game. I was so excited to see Aaron Rodgers go into Santa Clara, not San Francisco, because the Niners play nowhere near San Francisco. They play in Santa Clara. And I thought Aaron Rodgers, who went to Cal, would come in going up against Brock Purdy. And everyone would say, oh, my God, the Packers are back in town. That's going to be a tough game. Now it's Seattle. The line opened up. Uh, Seattle in this game was getting 10 points. We'll play it at nine and a half across these moving lines. Geno Smith, yeah, comeback player of the year. Maybe the best story of the year to come out of nowhere, but I don't think Brock Purdy is going to have a problem in this game. San Francisco beat Seattle twice in the regular season. I got the Niners winning and covering the spread. I think the Niners win this game 31 to 20. I have the Niners winning and advancing and covering the spread.
0: I don't see Brock Purdy having a problem in this game. Did you think those words were ever going to come out of your mouth in your life? (laughs) I I don't see Brock Purdy. I think he's due
1: for a stinker. I've been saying for over a month, hey – eventually Brock Purdy is going to play bad. I just saw him live in Vegas here a couple of weeks ago, beating the Raiders in overtime. He's pretty good, but I still think long-term he has a bad game somewhere. I don't think he's going to go perfect.
0: Well, yeah, and you can predict that about anybody, but here's the thing. He, he was a four-year starter in stadiums that were packed, and so he's, he's been in stadiums that were packed. He's been high-pressure games. He has a lot more experience than a lot of quarterbacks uh, coming out of college do, and so and he seems to be handling it well you know geno smith has had a couple of stinkers after he played so great for so long so one of these guys will likely have one is it going to be more likely be geno smith or brock purdy and will it matter based on the other players on these football teams there's a lot more than two we always take a look at the quarterback matchup which is an insult to the defense the offensive lines the san francisco 49ers have a better offensive line and a better defense and when it comes to the playoffs those things aren't sexy but that's what wins football games san francisco 30 seattle 10 your final
1: i would have picked aaron Rodgers to win the game it would have been my upset really? special how about that that's that's what i think about brock purdy versus aaron Rodgers. i don't get a chance to. but do you're that. so right eric
0: I, how many years have i told you he's dirk novitsky and, and the Green Bay Packers are the Dallas Mavericks. A nice little team with one championship uh, uh, from, their,
1: from their star. All right. This game's intriguing because as, we, you know, as we're recording this podcast, the line is moving right in front of me. The Chargers are in Jacksonville. It opened up Chargers minus two and a half. It went to a pick'em game. And there's a couple of casinos that have the Chargers as a one-point favorite. We'll play it even. Let's play it even for fun because even the handicappers aren't going to guess that it's going to be a one-point game. So the Chargers got blown out by Jacksonville earlier in the year, 38-10. to Yeah, wasn't even a contest. But in that game, uh, Herbert had a lot of a people bit, were hurt. hurt for the Chargers, yep. Bosa wasn't 100%, but I think Jacksonville's gotten better since they even played it. Uh, the yeah, Chargers yeah. coach, Boy Blunder, Brandon Staley, played his starters. I know it's a big story. In LA, that you covered, he played his starters in a meaningless game, and Mike Williams got hurt, and Bosa got tweaked again. I like the way Jacksonville's playing, but I believe the Chargers are the better team, the better quarterback, not the better coach, the better roster. So it pains me to say this. I think this is going to be a close game coming down to the wire. I'm going to go Chargers 26. I'm going to go Jacksonville 23. I have the Chargers winning on the road and covering the spread in Jacksonville, and I root against the Chargers for a living.
0: This is a boutique fight. You go to see Mike Tyson <laughs> fight Evander Holyfield, and on the undercard, you've got Peter McNeely and Butterbean, right? <laughs> going at each other and you have to who's going to win peter mcneely or Butterbean? you got to put money on it yeah Uh, that's the chargers and the jacksonville jaguars two untouchables i've always said if they were in india they were were untouchables when it comes to putting any money on them in vegas and i've done really well over the years as we pick games picking against the chargers and the jacksonville jaguars now i gotta pick one of these guys yes and the jacksonville jaguars since they blew out the chargers have gotten better and better and better chargers they won the games that they should have lost last year they lost the games they should have won so they're still the same team they were last year jacksonville and, and so i'm just going in the macro here for this reason uh and the chargers, yeah, a little tweaked up but they've been tweaked up all year and they got themselves in the playoffs anyway uh, and and justin Bear, their quarterback is the biggest media darling in sports he can't do anything wrong except a lot of times win games Great stat guy, kind of a Vinny Testaverde guy. Great stat guy. So um, Jacksonville Jaguars 28, L.A. Chargers 20. Chargers are going to Cabo.
1: Wow. You know what I love about this is very behind the curtain inside baseball. All these, all these fraud handicappers, handicappers who are new, and not all of them are fraud, they always tell you they want to be right 54% of the time. Right. They want to be right 55%. And you said to yourself, why? Don't you want to be right like 80% of the time or be good at it? Right. Your theory is great. You've always said you don't have to bet all 10 games. Just bet against the Chargers and bet <laughs> against the Jaguars. You've been saying that forever. If you want to hold that script, I think you'd be right seventy four percent of the time.
0: Exactly, and it's, it's 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 much simpler. A lot of times you go through, and I've said too when we do our our, our predictions before the season starts, you just go through organizational chaos. Is it an organization full of chaos or is it an organization that had their shit together over the course of our lifetime? And it's usually the same friggin' franchises that uh, have, have chaos and the ones that uh, have their shit together.
1: Well, I think we got a major NFL controversy here. Ooh. I do. I've been calling this Ooh, out for a while. I want to get credit for it. Two is either completely clear, which means he's 100 percent. His mind, which has been concussed, has passed protocol. Right. So if it is the case, he plays. He's a professional football player. He's a franchise quarterback. If he's cleared to play, you play him. But we're scared. Not only from DeMar Hamlin, we're scared of Tua, and the league doesn't want this to be an ongoing story. So I think that's controversial because if he's concussed still and he doesn't clear clear protocol, we don't even bring it up. But we don't know, so they're not giving us the information. So currently, Buffalo opened 11-point favorite. It's now nine and a half. If Tua plays, I think they have a puncher's chance. If they're afraid to play Tua and he could play, and they don't play him, I think Buffalo wins this game by 13 to 14 points. So I'm going to assume that Tua doesn't play. If he doesn't play, I like Buffalo to win and easily cover. And if Tua does play because it's cold, it's snow, it's outside, I'll still go with Buffalo, Tom, but that's a big number. he will probably fall around 9.5 or 10. I think Buffalo's a team of destiny. They're home. They have a chance to be in an independent in, in in a game at the end of the year at the AFC Championship at a neutral site i think that's the biggest potential storyline of the entire year kansas city and buffalo at a neutral site in the AFC championship game so i'm going to go buffalo i'm going to go buffalo to win 34 to 20 i have buffalo winning and easily covering the spread
0: snowing at this moment in buffalo new york however Sunday, sunny skies, 33 degrees. For both teams, it'll be 33 degrees on that field, remember. And uh, the people who play for the Buffalo Bills don't live in Buffalo. O.J. Simpson would fly back to L.A. A a friend of mine as a child was sitting at the bus stop in Santa Monica, on Santa Monica Boulevard, on a Monday or Tuesday morning waiting to go to school. And O.J. was at the red light in a Rolls Royce. And 200 yards the day before on television. So, even people who play for the Buffalo Bills don't necessarily, uh, the players they don't live in Buffalo, don't spend much time there. So, it's cold for them, too. So, I don't know how much weather will be a factor, even though it will be so cold. The better football team will win the game. The team of my youth, the Buffalo Bills, of course, I'm going with my heart, with my pick, but also they're just a better football team than Miami, who's who has given them a hard time. And when your number one running back is your quarterback, you know, I love that. But it's going to catch up to the Buffalo Bills at some point. But not yet. Josh Allen is right smack dab in the middle of his prime. Maybe not even at his best yet. Buffalo Bills, 27, Miami Dolphins, 17.
1: All right, let's move on to the big blue wrecking crew. The Giants at Minnesota, they played in Week 16. Minnesota only won by three. The line hasn't moved for this one. It opened up three. It's Minnesota minus three. You get three for playing at home, so it's pretty much dead even. Minnesota was so bad, they were trailing by Indianapolis 33 to nothing. 33 to nothing, and they had to come back. It's the greatest comeback of all time. I think they're the biggest fraud team. I thought the biggest race this year would be to the two seed to see if the Niners would have home field over Minnesota if they played each other in the playoffs. Minnesota gave that to the Niners with their lackluster play down the stretch. The Giants sat Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley They're not a great team, and they had the luxury of sitting their running quarterback and their star running back going into this game. And Kirk Cousins, I thought this year, halfway through the year, maybe was on a Super Bowl run. I love the fact that the Giants played for nothing to wrap up the regular season. This is my upset special! Wow! Blue, wrecking crew, the old days of the Giants and Haas, and pack for the road. We're going to win multiple games behind Parcells. This is where the train leads the station. It leaves the station at Penn Station. and It ain't coming back. Giants on the road, 26-23. Giants outright take them on the money line. Wrong! However, (laughs) it will be a close game. And what did you say the point spread is? Exactly. Minnesota minus three. The Vikings are a three-point favorite at home.
0: As it should be. And I'm just saying you're wrong in terms of who's going to win the football game. And Minnesota Vikings. uh, And Kirk Cousins still really, really. Has he really gotten rid of the bum slayer label? No, he's he's still really 1 o'clock. This game will be at, I believe, it's 4.30 Eastern. I think they're on Central Time. So it won't be at 1 o'clock. We do know that. That's a problem for Kirk. But it is home. And it is the New York Giants. It's not one of the other great teams that they're playing there. So, uh, and hey, did you think the words Jack Purdy or New York Giants would come out of your mouth when we were talking playoffs Uh, four or five months ago? So this is pretty amazing. Minnesota Vikings win in a squeaker, but they do not cover 27-26.
1: We got a line move and went from Cincinnati minus six and a half to seven. There's still speculation on Lamar Jackson. Man, how bad did he play this contract negotiation? I know. No future contract, and the guy's been out for five weeks, and he can't get healthy enough. If he plays in this game, he's such a good asset and runner, but he won't be at 100%. Joe Burrow and this offense for Cincinnati, they've been great. I think they're just as good as Kansas City or Buffalo now. They had to suspend and then cancel the Cincinnati-Buffalo game, so they played one less game than the Kansas City Chiefs. That's why the Chiefs have the one seed in the bye week. Baltimore, if they would have beat Cincinnati at the end of the regular season, they would have flipped the coin to see where they played this game, but that wasn't the case. Cincinnati won. They're a seven-point favorite. Seven's the weird number, three and seven. I think Baltimore always plays a close. I don't know if Cincinnati's going to cover this. Seven's a big number. I'm going to go that Cincinnati is going to win this game. I think it's going to be low scoring. I'm going to go Cincinnati 24, and I'm going to go... Baltimore 20 Cincinnati wins but they don't cover the spread
0: I'm going with a hotter team here with the Cincinnati Bengals at least to win the football game for this reason they've been hotter Uh, Lamar Jackson has not been playing if he does come back and play yes he's a wild card but will he be a wild card that's also an intangible because he hasn't been playing football and uh, and so I just the Baltimore Ravens haven't been the same team without him why would they be and even if he does come back, the the Cincinnati Bengals are a well-oiled machine, and they've been playing some of their best football all, you know, since their, their slow start. Cincinnati Bengals thirty, Baltimore Ravens twenty. Your final.
1: Pu, what stinks? Oh, that'd be Dak Prescott in his final game Ugh. against the Washington Commanders. Mike Ugh. McCarthy, friend of the podcast. What were you doing? Why, why was why was Dak Prescott in the game throwing a pick six? to the commanders. Why wasn't everybody with a baseball cap sitting there just laughing and smiling ready? You've won 12 games already. Uh, Philadelphia already had the bye week, but he thought that they could have a miracle way of getting some rhythm. So Dallas is a road favorite. That means Tom Brady is getting points at home after winning seven Super Bowls. Let that sink in. Uh, I thought Dallas had a fine season. I always knew in the back of my mind that if Jerry Jones, if, if my, he told Mike McCarthy, I believe, if you don't win a playoff game or two, I'm going after Sean Payton. I need him now. So I think the pressure is enormous on Dallas. I don't like the way Dak played in that last game. Brady's not having a great year. No. And if Brady loses this game, I was chosen to go pick him up at the Las Vegas airport oh, wow. and then get him in the helicopter go tour real estate here, as he might be the new quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders with a wink and a nod. So I'd like to see Brady lose so he quickly makes a decision to come with Josh McDaniels, potentially having fun with the Raiders. But this is another upset special. There's no way Tom Brady's losing at home. Dallas is 1-4 and on the road on grass. They don't play fierce there. Brady knows how to figure everybody out. Look, I think Dallas is the better roster. Dallas might be the better team if it was at a neutral site or if it was in Dallas. You give me Tom Brady with the points. You never go against Tom Brady getting points. Tom Brady wins this game 27-26. They squeak it out on a last-second field goal. I have Tampa Bay winning and advancing.
0: But the Cowboys do cover. Interesting, interesting. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been so hard to watch all year because they've been so inconsistent. They've been, you're, you're watching bad football. Well, they're lucky that they uh, are in the division they're in. And Dallas Cowboys have been hot and cold to watch Mm -hmm. on television. Both teams are on our televisions all the time. And uh, because, you know, the networks love them as they should for all all the obvious reasons. And I, as you know, am not the biggest fan of Tom Brady. And he gets he gets mentioned as the goat way off way, way too often because Uh, Maybe he's in the conversation for greatest quarterback, okay, for not for greatest football player. There are two different categories. Don't get me going on that. But this is the occasion he kind of lives up to, and Dak doesn't. And the Dallas Cowboys have been underachievers. They're going up against overachiever Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 27. The Dallas Cowboys, 18. Buccaneers win in advance. Cowboys go home again.
1: So we both are on the Bucks right there. So those yep. are our picks against the spread. A bet with your wallet, not with your head. Uh, Tom, next week we will unpack the Golden Globes. As <laughs> as, as <laughs> an, I think <laughs> the Hollywood <laughs> Foreign Press... Gonna fall in love with a foreign actress from what my buddy Jimmy B tells me. Oh, interesting. And they're gonna give her every award because every year they fall in love with another country, another country. It could be the a church. Latino movie or whatever, and they give every award to that actress or actor in that movie. So I'm hearing whispered in hushed tones that an Asian actress who's very popular might sweep the golden globes could there be any truth to that
0: oh of course there could be truth to that just like golf jt people the outsiders are coming in and winning all our tournaments and taking all our american jobs same thing same thing with uh with the movies and the awards but it should go to the best piece of art and sometimes that is a foreign film you know if you see a great foreign film you don't even realize you've seen a foreign film because you just know you saw a great movie but
1: do you see many foreign films no, language
0: <laughs> I don't actually either. But unless
1: you count me just being fascinated by the Royals, right? I'm watching <laughs> right. The Netflix and then Anderson Cooper two parts with Harry, and then the book which is on order, uh, which I'll be reading the <laughs> wow. Harry Spare book and all of that. So unless you, uh, that's a foreign country. It, yes, faster And at times it the sounds loyal. like a
0: foreign language because you don't realize what the slang, uh, what they're saying. But I, I, did go. see I remember going seeing Motorcycle Diaries and from what i remember i think it was in spanish but i remember having to ask a friend was that in spanish or english because it was such a good movie i didn't remember and so sometimes if you do see a movie and you know don't be afraid to go see a good piece and here's another thing about sometimes foreign films, foreign language films they have more yeah i got more patience something you and i don't necessarily have but we do have it with art they're more patient filmmaking. Then we've we got to get right to the plot. We've got to right break down the characters, let them know who ca- characters are. You can watch a movie, a European movie or an Asian movie, and an old person will be cutting up the plastic off the flowers into the kitchen sink, and the person will be 82, and they'll take five minutes to, <laughs> to cut the plastic up off those flowers. They have these beautiful patient scenes that we would never uh, have the patience with in American film. So... Uh, see great pieces of art see foreign films they're incredible you won't ever remember they were in a foreign language and my, i'm on harry's side by the way he suffered childhood trauma he shouldn't be doing all this he's going to regret all of this in his 40s and 50s but uh it's but we can en- we, we can enjoy the ride
1: thanks for listening to the jt and looney podcast share it and tell your friends about it
0: and do you agree that he's gonna he's going to regret this in his forties and fifties.
1: No, I think that um, again. I think that he's gonna figure it out. He needs to talk about. It. He's going up against. He's going up against the Illuminati. He's going up against the most <laughs> right. repulsive press in the world. Right. That took out his mom. So I'm Team Harry on this.
0: Yeah, part. me too. Me too. It's uh, it's we just uh, we're forgetting about the childhood trauma that he suffered. And he, well, he's there to remind us too. But uh, so I have, you know, so I'm on his side with that, having gone through something similar.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.